Welcome to this GemTrain Autism Guidance presentation. We believe in connecting loving parents with beautiful children through inspiring training content. We understand how it can feel to have these challenges. Sometimes you can end up feeling so alone and overwhelmed. We know you love your child and we want to support you and help you overcome the challenges of autism. This free content is our gift to you. I'm Alex Stoman. I'm the founder and CEO of Advanced Brain Technologies, and I've been in the field of neurotechnology and music for 25 years. Building on 75 years of my family's experience uh, researching and developing programs to help people optimize their potential through neuroplasticity. I've had the opportunity to write a best-selling book, to be a TEDx speaker, to do keynotes around the world uh, on the subject of the brain and learning and music, and just really have a love for uh, the field of music and the brain. Music is interesting to me because it's intrinsic to who we are as human beings. You know, we are, we are born with uh, an innate sense and a connection to music that is really uniquely human. We're wired for sound. The first sensory system to develop in the brain are the combination of the uh, auditory and vestibular systems, which control and regulate our movement and our hearing. So our first sense is hearing and we begin to learn the language of music and the language of spoken word in utero. So music and rhythm and language are part of our um, pre-birth, if you will, right? Our in inner uterine listening. And then when we arrive in the world, we're surrounded by all these sounds and some make sense and some don't. So I love music and I love the effect that it has on each of us. It's something that's really uniquely human. And, you know, music has the ability to transform us. It's something that's enjoyable, uh, that's intrinsic to who we are, that we can create, that we can consume, uh, that we can share with other human beings, and has a unique property in that it is the one thing that has the greatest influence on the human brain to change. Music touches every part of who we are. When we're awake, when we're asleep, we can process music and take benefits away from music listening as well as creating music with our voice, through uh, instruments as an individual, shared with others. So music is a part of our self-expression, of our way to connect with others and to create community. And is a very powerful therapeutic tool. Yeah, I have seen music have such profound effects on individuals uh, over these past 25 years. And there's one experience. I was in Monterey, Mexico, uh, working with our colleagues down there. And I visited a school for children with cerebral palsy. And it was a school that used our music programs as part of their curriculum. And they happened to have a resident music therapist there. And once a week, the music therapist would gather all the students and all the teachers and all the faculty from campus for a drum circle. And they happened to change the day of the week uh, that they did it so I could experience that with them. And I remember being outside, uh, everyone went outside of the school, out into the courtyard, and every individual was handed a drum, a set of clack sticks, 
mallets, different instruments that they could participate with one another and regardless of their function, right? So the more highly functioning students down to the non-ambulatory students who actually had to be wheeled out in hospital beds to participate. When that drum circle started, everybody came in sync within 30 seconds and just the that experience of um, unity, of heart, of emotional connection with everyone. You watched eyes meeting each other from very far away and you saw these kids come alive. Kids that you um, didn't see very engaged and responsive. All of a sudden with that rhythm and that music, they became part of something greater than themselves. So I use music personally in my life in a myriad of ways, in, in large part because I'm working with our team creating new music programs all of the time. So I have a personal playlist, right, of music that is commercially available, you know, the music that I love from my favorite artists, and I'll use music when I wake up in the morning to set my morning routine, certain music that I use during my commute or dur during a workout uh, that I like to listen to during the day or sometimes actually just work in silence as well. I have certain music that can get me into a flow state. Uh, other times we need uh, periods of you know, periods of quiet, but I use our therapeutic listening daily to really center myself, to calm my nervous system, to allow myself to focus and to get into flow so I can be a better communicator and more connected with the people around me and more productive. Um, so there are all kinds of ways that uh, I use music in my life. Uh, I use an application that we've developed for relaxation before I go to bed, and we'll use that um, same application for music to help me sleep throughout the night. So, you know, really music can frame our day from when we wake to when we go to sleep, for our commute, when we're at work, when we're in school. So there are all sorts of ways that we can incorporate music uh, inside of our day, and I try to apply those principles. But also important to give ourselves periods of silence, periods of quiet and rest from sound and music as well, and I really try to practice that in addition. So throughout this course, we're gonna be discussing music, music listening therapy, the listening program, and that all can be accessed from advancedbrain.com where uh, parents and professionals can get information on how to use our online streaming service or to use a listening program system or for professionals to actually train in the applications of the systems. So if you're a parent uh, that's exploring the listening program for your family, you would go to the website and you, you'll find that there are a number of different solution or benefits that we highlight. Communication, sensory processing, stress reduction, learning, motor skills. And when you click on one of those icons on our website, it will actually take you to different programs that'll be recommended for that specific benefit. So once you drill into those programs, you then have the choice of programs you can use through our online streaming platform that you can use with a TLP system. And once you select what you think is the right match, then you can contact our company and actually order a system and then be paired with a provider who will coach you on how to use the equipment, set up a listening schedule, recommend daily activities that will be done with listening and are gonna be your coach and are gonna work with you to really help you optimize that program. 
Or you can also work independently with the online system where there's an intake process that's actually going to set and automate a program for you and modify that over time as your child's doing their listening. So there are a number of different options Then our staff are available to do personal consultations. So you can always call Advanced Brain Technologies, speak with one of our program managers, and they'll learn all they can about your child and your family and really match the right solution to your personal needs. So, you know, people are often curious, what makes Advanced Brain Technologies special? And I like to say that it's more than music. Um, music is something that touches all of us and is in all of our lives for the most part. Some people are music agnostic, they don't appreciate or enjoy music, but it's a very small percentage of the population. In general, we go to music to relax to celebrate, to, to focus, to help us when we exercise. But what makes this music unique? What makes the listening program in Advanced Brain Technologies music unique is that the music is designed for a specific benefit and use. So it's either an original composition or a rearrangement of existing music, generally in the classical music repertoire. The music is then um, specially recorded in high definition sound so that we get the best sound quality captured within that music. And we also record the music according to a frequency framework. See, we as human beings can hear a range of sound from very low sounds, as low as 20 hertz, to very high sounds, as high as 20,000 hertz. And that tonotopic map in the brain, which by tonotopic meaning it's this organized map in the brain for sound, starts in the ear and goes to the auditory cortex where there's literally a map of sound frequencies where different sensory cells and neurons respond to different frequencies of sound. And the way that we record the music is that we actually train that entire auditory map in the ear and the brain so that we can fully process all of the sounds that are available to us through music, through spoken voice, and through our environment. So the listening program is training that auditory map in the brain to become more responsive and to understand sound and to fully benefit from it. So that's one aspect is the frequency map. Also within that music are volume dynamic changes. So we train the ear to listen for differences in uh, sound amplitude. And that's very important in the processing of language and understanding what's happening within our environment to understand voice tone for social emotional engagement and for communication. We also train the brain to process sound in space through a technology called spatial surround. We actually record the music with each musician in their own individual studio booth. They're playing together, but we record each instrument on its own. Then in the post-production mix, we actually mix that so you experience surround sound in your headphones, and that surround sound is possible in the headphones through a technology we license from Dolby Laboratories called Dolby Headphones. So in that partnership with Dolby, we're uh, able to create an experience of surround sound in stereo headphones, and what that gives is the listener a sense of place in the world. See, the ensemble, the Archangelus Chamber Ensemble, which is our music ensemble uh, that we use for our recordings, you are placed in the center of that ensemble. So you're able to hear a violin to your right and a violin to your left and a cello here and a bass here, and we're able to create an interplay in the environment to help you recognize where is your body in space and where are you in the world 
through that music training. Then we also work with tempo and timing signatures within the sound so that we can train the brain's temporal processing so that we begin to establish timing patterns in the brain that are necessary for listening and communication and thinking and learning. So all of these come together into a protocol and that protocol is designed for that individual listener based on their specific needs and goals. And each protocol will go through a different progression of sound frequencies based on each individual's needs. Now, one of the things we haven't talked about yet that are very important is that there is a map of sound frequency to performance in the human being. And that is that low frequency sounds, right? The lower tones tend to organize our body. Um, they relate to coordination and to balance and to emotional and physical grounding, right? So we think about the low frequencies being closest to earth, right? So kind of the, the base of our neurological foundation. And uh, one way to think about that is neurodevelopmentally, as the brain develops, we first become physically efficient through our motor skills. And those are the low frequency sounds that are correlated with that. Then we develop our communication abilities, which are the mid range of frequencies. So in the listening program, we'll proceed through low frequency sounds, then to progressively higher frequency sounds, then go to the highest frequency sounds that are related to creativity, to logic, to planning, to executive function. So we go from motor to communication to higher level thinking skills. So all of this is designed from the beginning. There are no accidents. So the music is actually designed and uh, architected, if you will. So it's an architecture of music in a long-term program that you'll follow. Um, and people are often curious, well, how often do you do this music? So in a listening program protocol, a listener will listen five days a week for 15 or 30 minute durations once or twice a day. So anywhere from 15 minutes a day up to a maximum of an hour, but generally a typical protocol would be 30 minutes a day. And you listen through specialized headphones that have a vibrator called a bone conductor inside, which in addition to hearing the high quality music through the headphone, that bone conductor is actually grounding the body and delivering bone conducted sound in addition to the air conducted sound. So you're hearing through the two natural pathways that you experience music. Um, we hear ourselves through bone conduction and we hear others through air conduction. So we're training both uh, auditory pathways uh, in, in the auditory system. And as you listen to that music each day, you're, uh, you can do creative activities, um, arts and crafts, um, you know, kids can play with Legos and with kinetic sand and all sorts of things, just so long as the listening is the primary activity and they're not having to think about what they're doing as they're listening. So the music is really the primary attentional driver uh, at that time of listening. And you'll listen over the course generally of several months. So this is a neuroplasticity-based program, right? So neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to change itself based on environmental input. So each time we listen, we're building on the prior experience and we're building a stronger neural pathway for that experience over time. So the, cumul the cumulative effect of that music has long-term changes. Right, so rather than just listening music to music episodically, 
for a short-term benefit which the music has as we do this program over time just like an exercise regime right we don't go to the health club once and lift weights and all of a sudden become a muscle man or become fit we need to do that training over time and the listening program is really designed to be a long-term training regime to take us from where we are today to where we want to go so whether the use of the program is neurotherapeutic in which we're trying to help a nervous system, a brain that needs some help and support to grow and develop, or neural wellness where we're really trying to maintain our well-being and sense of homeostasis or neural performance where we're trying to optimize uh, our, our life in multiple ways. The program meets us where we're at in that time and helps us get to that next stage. So the listening program, the Advanced Brain Technologies Music, is personalized to the needs of your child or family member at this moment in time to help them to achieve the, the goals and benefits that are most important right now and to build on those over the course of time. Now you can go try to find music maybe through a YouTube video or go to Spotify or your iTunes playlist and experiment and find some things that might be momentarily helpful, but in a therapeutic music listening therapy like the listening program this is really customized and personalized to the individual in the moment so one way to consider the music at advanced brain technologies is like a very specifically directed program um, like if you work with a medical doctor to help design your your dietary regime based on blood panels, very specific testing, and you're monitored every six months. I share this because I do this personally. So I go to a specialized team of medical doctors that practice holistic medicine, and I get full blood panels, and we see what levels, levels are high, what levels are low, what nutritional supplements do I need through foods or other supplementation, and I get a very personalized regime. Well, the listening program is like that. So uh, you think of the music as a supplement, if you will. And certain supplements are gonna have certain benefits to certain individuals. And some need more, some need less. Um, but really you can think of this like a personalized, doctor-directed uh, nutritional program, only you're working with a healthcare practitioner that's trained in these very specific music protocols that have very particular effects on your brain. So it's interesting, over the past 20 years of advanced brain technologies, people are curious, you know, what's the origin story? Why are we creating therapeutic music programs and uh, working with people internationally? And, you know, I was born into it. So my grandfather was a medical doctor who was one of the first doctors of physical medicine rehabilitation called a physiatrist. And he had developed the early programs to uh, help brain injured children. Uh, recover and to restore function and to achieve in their life. And my father uh, followed in his footsteps as an educator in studies in psychology and began developing personalized programs for children with special needs. And both of them and all of our family members uh, in the Doman family work in various organizations uh, and companies and institutes that create programs to help optimize people's potential. So it's the family business and we have different businesses within that based on our greater areas of interest. And mine in particular has been music. 
1993, I joined my father at the National Association for Child Development to help him with that organization and began to do research on therapeutic applications of music that were being used in Europe. They were having some success with his clients and I found these programs to be very effective through my research with over 2,000 children over the course of five years, working hands-on with them in different therapeutic protocols to really see how far can we advance their function along with other therapeutic interventions, right? So the music being one piece, but one very important piece, and really discovered that an individual could shift very dramatically in response to the right music especially if we get that right music over time. Um, but the methods that we were using weren't meeting all of the needs of the clients that we were working with. So, so we needed to create a home-based protocol that didn't require somebody going to a clinic to receive music listening therapy. And we organized a team of medical professionals, therapists, music producers, musicians, and brought this team together to really create the best program we possibly could that a family could use at home that would be accessible and in an environment where a child would feel most comfortable, right? We're not comfortable when we walk into a doctor's office. I know my blood pressure shoots straight up as soon as I see a white coat. And our kids, right, I call it therapeutitis, right? They go from one therapy to another and they get anxious and uncomfortable often just thinking about going to a medical office or a practitioner's office uh, despite all of our attempts to make them feel comfortable in that space, we know that we feel best at home in that safe container and place that we know and is familiar. So we wanted to be able to take what was in the clinic and give that possibility to do it in the home so that we could get the best possible outcomes. And that really became the origin of the need for the listening program. So sound is essential in our life, and I really see it as an unrecognized pillar of health. This is something I talk about in my book, Healing at the Speed of Sound. I don't think we often think about sound because we don't see it, right? We're, we're not always conscious of its presence, but it's always there, 24-7, 365. We have no earlets. We can't close sound out. In fact, when we're even in our deepest sleep, we're processing sound in our environment to monitor our environment to know if we're safe. Right, so do we need to fight or flee from a threat? We're constantly monitoring the environment for safety. And one really important uh, group of individuals that we serve are those on the autism spectrum. And what we see with kids on the spectrum as well as adults is that often um, much of their resources, their mental resources, their emotional resources are focused on monitoring the world for safety and to really understand, am I safe? Is there a threat? And this isn't conscious, it's unconscious. It's like working with a veteran with PTSD that's hypervigilant, monitoring that environment to understand if a threat is coming if I'm under attack. And we see this in law enforcement officers and first responders and others, that many of us can live in a, in a low level state of fight or flight. And this relates to our autonomic nervous system. So our autonomic nervous system is regulating pretty much our unconscious 
body functions, our, our heart rate, our breathing, but it's also monitoring for safety. So there's two branches in the autonomic nervous system that control this, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic system. And I want you to think about the sympathetic system like the accelerator. So that's, that's the go, and the parasympathetic is the brake. And it's the perfect balance between the accelerator and the brake that help us maintain homeostasis and comfort in our environment. And homeostasis is that state of comfort and equilibrium within our nervous system where everything's working well. Well, we can sleep, we can digest our food, we can engage with people, we can be fully present without really exerting resources uh, in our environment to deal with the things that are in our environment. So that's one, one way to think about it. But homeostasis is really that state of uh, grounding uh, in the body in the brain uh, and part of that also relates to the enteric nervous system which is our second brain which is a third branch of this autonomic nervous system we haven't spoken about yet and this gut brain uh, is almost equally important to our brain brain that we think about and some people will say more important because that enteric system helps us understand through the vagal nerve a connection between that gut and the brain constantly regulating all of the organs within our system except for the spleen to create this dialogue to help us understand our environment whether we're safe or not. And uh, if you have that gut sense, right, that something's right or not right, generally the gut is right before the brain is right, right? We feel it before we think it or experience it and that's something that we, that we need to trust. We hope you're enjoying this GemTrain Autism Guidance presentation. We invite you to help this important effort continue by becoming a patron of GemTrain on Patreon. By joining, you will get access to new and exclusive content and get to offer your ideas for future content. You can find the link in the description or simply search for GemTrain on Patreon today. So we don't have earlets, right? We're constantly surrounded by sound. Some sound is healthy, some sound is unhealthy. So I want you to think of the unhealthy sound as noise. It's like a weed in a garden. It's not providing value, it, it doesn't belong. One of the challenges with noise though that we often take for granted is that it has serious detrimental health effects. And in fact, the World Health Organization put out a report that in Europe, noise pollution was the second leading cause of environmental ill health to European citizens noise pollution from traffic noise. So if we think about our world becoming increasingly populated, more mechanistic, more, mechanistic, more, more machines, more electronics, more sound, more noise, our system is constantly bombarded, right? So we have light, we have sound, and all kinds of things coming at us today that we didn't have even generations ago to the extent that we do. And this is having an effect on our sensory processing. So many people, not just on the autism spectrum or with a brain injury or, or with PTSD, feel this environmental overload, right? This sensory toxicity where the brain can't modulate all the sensory input coming in. And when sound is coming at us 24 seven, it's very important to teach ourselves how to process that sound and get to a place where it provides comfort and safety. Not that, not a detriment to us, but a nu nutrient 
to us. So the listening program is specifically designed to make us feel comfortable in our sound environment, to gently introduce music uh, of different tempos, of different frequencies, of different timing and temporal path patterns, different volume levels, so that through this very pleasant presentation of brain training through sound, we learn to accept the sound in our environment and to be able to modulate it so we can really turn it off and on even though we don't have earlids. Our system can filter the sound in such a way that the unwanted sounds are easier to push out and the good sounds that we need to communicate and interact in our environment can come in. If you have a child on the autism spectrum or maybe you're an individual that is sensitive to your environment, you know, I want you to take a journey with me. I want you to picture a time or a place, maybe you're in a restaurant and uh, the child's uncomfortable within that space and all of a sudden they're hearing glasses clank and somebody drops a dish in the kitchen and it startles them and they become increasingly stressed and they might begin to self-stim and rock and try to provide themselves some self-regulation or comfort in that moment. You know, if you're an individual that's sensory sensitive and sound is bombarding you in your environment, you know, you're gonna have a few different responses. You may cover your ears to try to block out what's happening. You may begin to shut down and disengage from that environment, or you may get aggressive in your behavior, feel hostile and your emotional regulation is off and your social engagement skills go out the window, especially if you're challenged with communication and social engagement as it is. And what the listening program does over time is it trains your system so it can learn to self-regulate, so it can modulate, you know, I can tell you, umpteen stories about children that our providers have worked with over the years that were so sound sensitive, one example, that a child could not leave their home. Any environment outside of the home was so scary because they couldn't predict what was going to happen, right? Just the stress of anticipation of what might happen in that external world was so overwhelming that they had to stay home like they were an agoraphobic diagnosis, but they weren't. They were sensory sensitive. So over time, as this child began doing the listening program, the family said, we're gonna go to dinner. And they didn't even think about that act. They hadn't gone to dinner. They weren't going to restaurants, but the family left the house, went in the car, drove to the restaurant, had a meal, and then it dawned on them what had just happened. They didn't even think about it twice that this child could now leave and he could feel comfortable going out and being in this unpredictable environment. I mean, talk about a quality of life change. And these are the kind of things that we can look forward to. And that's a very extreme example. But, you know, I can think in one of my three children, one of my three boys was diagnosed as having a sensory processing disorder, actually as being op oppositionally defiant. Uh, but what he really had was anxiety from being overloaded from his sensory environment. And he couldn't go to family parties. He would have to eat dinner separately from the rest of the family if there was a family event because he would get so uncomfortable and so upset around everybody that he had to be separated, which was very difficult for him socially. And through the process of listening, his system learned to get comfortable. And he became kind of really became one of the most socially engaged people you'll know uh, in theater and in the choir and, you know, 
very successful, you know, in his life now as a college student. But this was a kid that had a hard time coping in his environment, you know, in a classroom, at a family event, or even socially, because he was just so stressed out about what might come in a sensory world. So in effect, when kids are having sensory overload, what the listening does is it gives them a tool. And it's not a tool they have to consciously use. It's just there. Their brain learns to self-regulate, to take its foot off the accelerator and put on the brake and be in a calm, comfortable place. As a parent of a child with special needs, um, you know, maybe the first line of treatment that's been recommended by a medical doctor would be a pharmacological treatment. It would be a over-the-counter or prescriptive medication, and sometimes that's very appropriate. Uh, but I also know that parents don't want that first line to be a pill. So what if music can serve as a replacement for that pill? Now, I'm not talking about a magic pill or a magic bullet. Music doesn't work that way. Uh, however, the research is becoming increasingly and increasingly stronger, showing us that specific music used in different ways can have very specific therapeutic effects. And more and more research is being done actually looking at even combinations of music and drug delivery in some cases. And in fact, there's one research study that I'll talk about that was recently published in Frontiers of Neuroscience. And that's where they took music of Mozart, very similar to the music within the listening program, and played that to rats who had two different types of pain. And then they paired that with ibuprofen, with CBD oil, and with two other pain medications to actually see was the music more effective or was the pain medicine more effective and actually found certain combinations of the music and the pill were more effective than the pill alone. So the fact that music could enhance the delivery of a prescription medication is incredibly powerful and it tells us about the benefits as a standalone. And what's the true benefit of using music in place of a therapeutic pill? The benefits of the music is there are no side effects. It feels good to listen to. Uh, it's very accessible. It's available on demand and you can't overdose. I want to be very clear that the listening program is not a replacement for your doctor's recommendations. What I do want to say is that some medical doctors are actually trained as listening program providers and use this as part of their medical practice, as well as other healthcare practitioners. Those that are conscious that drugs are not always the answer, and if we can find a natural holistic alternative, and what better alternative than music, then why not try that first? Then if there's a need for the medication, then of course that comes in and is used appropriately as needed. So here's a suggestion. Uh, if you're working with a therapist or with a doctor and they're not trained as a provider of the listening program, show them the website, provide them information, have them call us, we'll educate them, we'll train them, then they can incorporate this as part of their practice. And in fact, majority of the providers that we train have become providers because they've seen clients in their practice that were doing the listening program. They were seeing what was happening, asking the parents, what are you doing? Johnny's changed, and I'm not accustomed to seeing this kind of change. What new have you added in outside of our regime? 
And often that answer is the listening program. So we have seen just this grow organically over 20 years. The majority of practitioners that we're training are coming because colleagues are getting results or families are coming to them and demonstrating that they've been getting a benefit from the music. And often it's a parent walking in saying, what do you think of this? Now, one of the challenges with what do you think about this is if the doctor or the therapist isn't familiar with it, they may just dismiss it. So they have to get educated, and sometimes our greatest skeptics have become our biggest advocates for the program, because initially, then, you know, I don't know if music can really work. Um, it can't do any harm, but do you really want to make that investment of time and money in doing it? And over the years, we have fewer of those conversations because the neuroscience and music evidence continues to build. The evidence based around the listening program builds. We have an estimated over 1 million people that have now used the program on six continents. So there's lots of stories. Um, there's lots of experience and, and sharing of the benefits of the program over time. So we have far fewer naysayers and more people really willing to try something new because it can't do any harm, right? It's music and it feels great and it's exciting. So if you've approached a provider about the listening program and it doesn't resonate with them and they're not really interested in exploring it, contact us. We have a network of providers internationally that we can connect you with and we will pair you with the right provider for your family that has the best experience to help your child or other family member get the best possible outcomes they can with the listening program. So people often ask, what are the potential health benefits of, of music? And very fundamentally, I think the most important benefits that we can really look at is going to this idea of stress regulation and stress resilience. So music can help activate our system or deactivate our system to help us in our own self-regulation for stress management. We know that stress is one of the biggest health concerns that we have. It is the number one contributor to disease. I think, you know, in the times that we're in, most of us understand that stress is a big issue and that it relates to many different diseases and, and conditions and it exasperates them. So when we're under stress, conditions get worse. And when we lower stress, sometimes they improve. Depression, for example. So as we look at depression symptoms, people that are highly stressed will show more spectrum of depression symptoms. And when their stress becomes more managed, lower depression symptoms. Now, I'm not saying that this is a treatment for depression, but you can see changes in stress profiles of individuals across the spectrum. Uh, the other area where the listening is very helpful is in sleep regulation to help regulate that circadian cycle. So when I wrote my book, Healing at the Speed of Sound, with my co-author, Don Campbell, we had spent many months with a team researching all of the benefits of music on health conditions. And we took 20 different topic areas to see, you know, from Alzheimer's to cardiac health, to sleep, to depression, to anxiety, to see what was the research saying about the impact of music on various health states and it was overwhelming and in fact we had 10,000 plus references in our book we can only include just over 400 there was so much information to share and that 
body of evidence continues to grow showing the benefits of music and very specific music on different disease states, on different health conditions. So what we're doing with the listening program is something that I think is generally more acceptable now. Right? When we started 20 years ago, there wasn't a strong evidence base really supporting the use of music in different therapeutic applications, but now it's overwhelming and it's actually hard to keep up with all the research that's happening. As a parent, I know you, like me, would do anything for your child, and you would turn over every stone trying to find answers to their unique puzzle to help them be the best version of themselves. And the beautiful thing about music is that it's a complement to the other things that you may explore. There is no one-size-fits-all, there's no one therapy that's the answer, there's no one medication that's going to be the cure. It's really finding what are the pieces that make up your child at this moment in time. And those pieces change over time. And part of the beauty with the music is it grows with your child. It pairs with your occupational therapy, with your behavioral therapies, with speech pathology, with educational interventions, with neurofeedback, whatever you may be doing through your pharmacological regime, through your nutritional program or biomedical program, it pairs beautifully and helps enhance what you might be doing. And, and it empowers you. It gives you something that lets you know that we're doing something good in this moment every time we put on the headphones and our child experiences the music and we see that smile on their face and we see the light in their eyes and we see them becoming the best version of themselves as they're doing their listening. Now, we believe when you take Advanced Brain Technologies music in the listening program, you put the headphones on your child each day that they are going to become the best version of themselves, that they are going to have an opportunity to realize their greatest potential through the simple act of 15 minutes of listening to enjoyable music that is designed to transform them. You know, we believe in the unlimited potential of you, your child, and every individual on this planet and firmly believe that the listening program is a tool to help reach that ultimate potential. I think as parents of kids with special needs that we are given this fallacy that our child has limits, that they're defined by the diagnosis that they've received. And the listening program breaks those barriers, it breaks those patterns, and it shows us that we can break through those self-limiting beliefs or the beliefs of others based on their perhaps historic failure of working with children and not helping them get to the points that they need to go. They believe autism is this and can be this. It's not a true statement. We're each individuals with unlimited potential and the listening program is a tool that we can each use to prove ourselves and others wrong. So we're gonna give you a precision tool and this precision tool called the listening program is gonna help fine tune your child so they no longer have sensory overload and they could be the best versions of themselves. So, you know, the listening program first became available in 1999 and it was, you know, one conception. Uh, the program that was created was based on the knowledge that our team had as a collective at that point in time. Well, fast forward 20 years and over a million listeners and close to 10,000 providers using the method all over the world in the military, 
with veterans, with children with special needs, with adults trying to reduce their stress or just enhance their performance, we've learned a few things. And we've learned some of what we had right, we didn't. And that we have discovered through the research and new technology, new ways to do what we are doing then better today. And we continue on that path. So the listening program is not a static methodology. It's dynamic and it's ever changing. And it changes based on the feedback of parents, of listeners, of practitioners, and the researchers that are doing independent investigation on the listening program, constantly changing and making it better so that we can really create the best music listening therapies possible based on the knowledge we have at this moment in time. So we all have music in our libraries. We have them on CDs, we have them on our iPod, we stream them through our subscription music services. The listening program is more than that. This is neuroscience-based music that is based on decades of research, clinical trials, specifically designed to make an effect as a therapeutic tool for the individual. Yes, it's enjoyable, but it has very specific therapeutic value as does the other music that you have. Continue to use your other music. Whatever genre you like in the moment, use that music to get that short-term effect or just to enjoy a favorite song. But the listening program is when we're diving in and we're doing the work. We're doing the work to change the brain through very specifically designed music. So I really wanna share my why. Why did I start Advanced Brain Technologies? Why have I been doing this work for 25 years? Uh, growing up in the Doman family, people is what we do. We help people. We believe in the unlimited potential of each individual and that it's difficult for our medical professionals and for our schools and for the system to provide all of the answers. Uh, I believe in empowering the individual with the knowledge and the tools and the resources to help their family member be the best that they can be. And I have seen music have incredible impact on so many lives as it has my own, that this is a conviction, this is a mission. We are in a world that is increasingly complex. There are beautiful things and there are painful things that we all experience. And I believe through the power of music that we can help ease a lot of that pain and suffering and have light and brightness in our lives and really become the best versions of who we are and not be limited by the expectations of others or our own self-doubting beliefs, but to really understand that we're unique, that we're special, as are our children and every individual that's around us. And I'm really driven just to help bring that out in everyone's life that I impact and that I'm around. So um, the why for us, this isn't a job, this is a way of life. There's no separation of work and family. My wife works in advanced brain technologies with me. Our kids have been involved. Uh, this is an extension of who we are. The providers that we work with, the clients that we work with, our staff, it becomes family. Uh, and, it, and it's almost tribal. And it's a tribe of individuals that have a belief that music has an incredible capacity to create change. And we bear witness to it every day. 
with every parent that we talk to that uses the program, uh, every therapist that is using this as part of their practice, and there's nothing more gratifying than hearing these beautiful stories of how individuals have changed or had a breakthrough in their life in response to the work that we do. You know, parenting's hard. Uh, it's not easy. We're not given a rule book. We're not given a playbook. We don't receive specific training. Um, you know, we, we figure it out on the fly and we learn from the examples before us, good or bad. And I think it's important that we all have hope and that we have a belief that we can help our child be the best they that they can be. And it's very important for us to understand that we also need to take care of ourselves and not just our child and that we need to feed our soul. We need to feed our heart. We need to take care of ourselves and be the best version of ourselves so that we can help our kids be their very best. So I want you to have the hope and the belief and the understanding um, that we know it's difficult and it's also beautiful and it's worth the work and it's worth the effort and it's worth the energy to help these little breakthroughs. And we're gonna hit plateaus and we're gonna bust through those plateaus and reach another level with our children and never to give up, to know that they're a unique individual that have unlimited capacity and that no one is more qualified than you as their parent to help them realize that. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation and that you feel our sincere desire to help you overcome the challenges of autism. We invite you to help this important effort continue by becoming a patron of GemTrain on Patreon today. By joining, you will get access to new and exclusive content and get to offer your ideas for future content. You can find the link in the description or simply search for GemTrain on Patreon. A better relationship is waiting and we're glad we can be a part of your success.